We know why we get to do this. Thank you to the service members and first responders that have committed their time, sweat, blood, limbs, family, and life to give us the freedoms that we have that allow us to do what we do daily. Paul Elmstrand, Adam Vincent, Matthew Rouge. To remember is not enough. You're watching or listening to We Got Your Six and Six Major Playtime. We are We the People, the People's Patriot Project. Hello and good evening, folks. This is Andrea Eichmann with the People's Patriot Project. This is our weekly show, uh, which becomes a podcast. We call it We Got Your Six at Six, Patriot Playtime. And I'm going to change the script a little bit tonight before we get going. Um, I just want to remind everybody, we started this mission um, to support not just veterans, but first responders as well. The trauma um, wraps itself around just like it does with veterans. Uh, we're pushing to be the shock and awe of veteran and first responders support. We're looking to turn heads, save lives, create opportunities to help make heroes whole again while making them a proactive part of their home and society because we believe happy heroes make happy communities. Um, in lieu of what's been going on in our world everywhere, um, our military and first responders are on the front lines working to save lives and protect communities across the nation. Um, there's a lot of opportunities coming up in the near future to recognize the hard work and life-saving sacrifices of fire service, law enforcement, and emergency medical services personnel. 
let's keep in mind, you guys, they willingly serve. They chose this and they willingly serve. They willingly make sacrifices. They're out there so that we can be in our home safe. They represent us around the world, taking care of business as it needs to be taken care of. We do this live podcast, man, we started out to create awareness. Seems a little hokey now because I hope everybody's aware of the vast needs of our veterans and first responders and what they're dealing with. We are here to create a network of organizations that are proactive, collaborative, boots on the ground forces with the mission of supporting all of those who have served and to create the resources and networks that will accommodate the unique financial needs and emotional needs to complete this very complex mission of support. And with that, um, I am going to welcome our guest. We have David, David Chamberlain with us tonight. He's going to share his music. He's got some stories. He's got some awesome things to share tonight. But before we get started, if we could stand, please put our hands on our hearts and join us with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic with which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Um, can I do one more thing before we yes. get somber? Um, but I, I put a little thing in here because I watched... I watched this today um, and I need to thank Brian Paul for putting it on his page. And that's where I saw it. And I had a little time this afternoon. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. And so I loaded it up and it's very touching. Everybody in the world should see it. It is amazing. PTSD 911, you guys, it followed these amazing people who shared their stories, who it was very close behind a dispatcher, a female dispatcher, a female, I don't know if that matters, a female police officer and a male firefighter. And he, I think he was a chief actually. Um, people have to keep sharing their stories. And I have to say, um, oh shoot, the name of the town slips my mind. Oh my gosh, I texted it to Peterson earlier. Um, where where those in charge, those at the higher levels are being very open and understanding about what their employees need. They cannot keep hammering day in and day out and day in and day out, day in and day out without someone to talk to and without a break from all of the episodes they see. It's craziness. Um, Garland? Garland, Garland, Texas, yes. Um, Chesapeake Bay, Virginia. And um, there are a few communities out in, in California as well that have amazing, amazing leadership, you guys. And it, it shows in this documentary. I wrote down all the names of the people that made the documentary, that participated, and that um, the psychologists, the doctors on here, amazing, amazing, amazing. They don't all turn out happy endings, I'm sorry to say. In fact, most of them don't. We do have a friend, however who did turn out so far on the better end. And that is um, Chris Moore. Chris Moore came on in our early, early days to share with us um, his story and then first responder conferences. 
Um, and they're out there making a difference, you guys. They're out there doing stuff and making a difference. They're making changes in the way the stigma is being handled. Um, it's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible, pretty moving. If it doesn't make you cry, you're not human, I don't think. Okay, it might make you feel like you want to cry for these souls. And then the, all the souls that you know who are out there doing this. So that was that. Thank you for letting me have that moment because this, I'm going to just pop it up here again. It's um, PTSD 911. It's it's out there to make the awareness, but I'll tell you what, it is, it's not just doing awareness. It's showing what people are doing to help and support and to get crap taken care of. I love it. And great words, Andrea. Your first dialogue was actually spot on and and amazing. Um, we got good people out here. Thanks, you guys. Um, I can't Confusion Effect, thank you. Uh, Shannon Book, gosh dang it, brother. Thanks for being here, man. I do need that little uplift of your whimsical nonsense that uh, we love so much. <laughs> Um, it uh, nothing was matching up today, and we're still dealing with a little bit of uh stuff. What is what it is, and uh, we always get by it. But uh, even the other day, uh, when we did our show during the that big soup bowl or something last Sunday, what what do they call that? The wow, was it was that just last Sunday for real? Super Bowl, yeah. They were oh. playing soccer or something, I think. Why has it got to be such a big bowl? I don't understand. Why is it a super bowl? Is it? Is it like? Are they? Is it a cooking show or something? That's is so that you can put your potato salad in your gumbo. Potato yeah. salad. <laughs> yeah. What the heck is that? Nami, Nami. Derek Iozio, you, you are doing it. You're blowing it up, and you got amazing people oh, around you. Hold on, hold on. You are so right, Derek. Look what else I found today. Look at this, Kimmer! Woo! Kimmer has Yeah, baby, way to go! She is now a, trained in Kentucky um, as adult peer support. Oh my gosh, way to go! Um, nice job, Kimmer. Mr. Madsen's in the house, Boxhole Internet yes, Radio. Um, yeah, who cares? Right, Shannon. But the point is, someone asked us, why Why are you guys doing this? Well, that goes back to our very beginning. We know why we get to do this. We get to do this because of the men and women. And, you know, if you didn't get to see the opening part of the show, uh, here in Minnesota, and again, we got 50 other states that we need to be concerned about with every day. It's hitting close to home. Uh, but we lost two officers and uh, a first responder on a domestic last night. And and others were shot. Bad. Many others yeah. were shot. We lost yeah. three, but many others uh, were shot. And Domestics are the most dangerous call that a police officer can go absolutely. on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll be honest. I don't have the answers. I say a lot, Mr. Miller, we good, we support, we, we do. Um, here, here's the deal, man, and this is where I get pretty fired up and I'm in that space right now and I'll try to hold it together long enough not to 
completely blow up the show and then give Mr. Chamberlain his space and, and share his amazing crap with us. And he's always been such a <laughs> kind, well-spoken person and very grateful and gracious for everything. And we appreciate you brothers. So uh, we want to make sure we get that time. Um, <laughs> talking about, don't do yes, it. Yes, you <laughs> um, Go ahead. Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, still good. Remember, I'm from Wyoming, so I get I can use whatever dialect I want. That's uh, it's all good. Um, mm-hmm. and that is in essence what the People's Patriot Project is about. We were not seeing the things get done across this country the way that we wanted to see get done. This is not a political agenda. This is a boots on the ground, grassroots effect of, you know what, I'm tired of watching our men and women who are kissing their children goodbye, leaving their house during the day, and then not knowing if they're going to come back. Yeah. It, it is a question mark that each and every one of them have to face daily. And it's, I'm trying to not to do the swearing, swearing, swearing thing, but it, it, it's garbage. And if, it's if we're going to sit by and allow it to continue to happen, then we are at fault. We're mm-hmm. at fault. If we continue, I mean, we can get into this conversation. If you if you want to keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different outcome, that's the definition of insanity. Well, we're freaking insane, people. Let's get this. Let's figure this out. We've got blind eyes turning their heads, not getting involved, not being part, not giving them the tools, not giving them the resources, not giving them the things that they need to do their job. And then we expect them to do their job and then turn around and have to live with the stigma, with the the trauma and with all the stuff. And you know what? We don't we don't slow down for a second to dial 911 when we need to have our ass saved. But we don't want to invest in the people that are going to come and save our ass. When are we going to fix that problem? When are we going to step and move forward and do the things that we need to do? What are you doing? If you're not doing anything, you're part of the problem. We've been saying this for three years now. We got amazing Chris Moore out there doing this stuff out there in the East Coast. Sorry, not sorry. That's 100%. There you go. Um, you know, law enforcement... You know, don't get enough credit. They're on the front lines every day. Every day. You're in America. They, every they day. Not, not be soldiers overseas fighting, but they fight a war every day. And I know I was one for a long time. And it's dangerous. You put that badge and gun on, you become everybody's target at that point. You're everybody's every enemy. Yeah. Every day. You're, you're the most hated person on the block, you know, for that day. And until you take that badge and gun off and come home, hopefully you do. If you get the but, chance to come home. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I know what you're talking about, Mark. I've been there on the receiving end of of getting hurt in the line of duty and stuff, and it's not a good feeling knowing that it's possible that somebody's fixing to draw the gun out of your holster and shoot you in the head with it. You know, it's just not uh, it's not a good feeling. But yeah, you need more support out there. People need to support our law enforcement and support our soldiers and support our veterans. And let's get America back on track. You know, we're we're losing it. We're losing it fast. We all need to come together. And, and be a team again and be, uh, you know, to require to achieve that goal of being America, you know, be United States of America, being American. 
and not segregated by color or race or any of that stuff. But you're in law enforcement. I have zero problems. Zero problems. I know they won't do this, but I would have zero problem if they started saying, you know what? I'm done with it. I'm going to walk away from this. And to be honest with you, a lot of them have. With the, the police officers? Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, because it, it gets to you, man. You know, like you can put it aside for a long time. You go to work and, you know, like what I did was I was a patrolman and and uh, I started off as a patrolman and I was mounted patrolman. And then I went to uh, Oklahoma County Sheriff's Office. I became a warrant deputy. All I did was high profile warrants. We served the biggest, baddest guys out there. And we're every day our guns come out of our holster. We had that life and death decision we had to make on a daily basis. After a while, you start having the dreams, just like post-traumatic stress. You start having the dreams of dying in your dream from being chased and you know, all that stuff. And it wears on you after a while. It, but the fear uh, sort of goes away. You just tuck that away. It's just a job. But until you get hurt like I did, uh, then, then the reality slaps you right in the face at that moment. You know, you're on the ground with a suspect and he's trying to get your gun from you. Stabbing. I got stabbed in the head multiple times and I thought he's hit me with his fist. But my point is, is that can happen to anybody any day and you don't get to go home. And, and after that, that changed my outlook on law enforcement. And I mean, what you're saying is so true. So spot on. There's documentary after documentary. And again, I'm not a fool enough to, to believe that one side is one side and another side is not. There's, there's a way the information has got to meld and, and is is real. I mean, we all know if four people are standing on four different corners of an intersection, you see a car accident, everyone's going to walk away with different information from that. We It's right. It's, it's everyone, even police officers do. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but just the the polar opposites of the stories. I mean, the there's there's no line where me and Andrea are stuck up here in Minnesota. When I say stuck, I I mean stuck. Um, there there seems to be an agenda of some kind in a different way, facing different directions. And again, we try very hard not to make these conversations political when we have these conversations. But what sort of hard not to what what some of the stuff we're dealing with and seeing it doesn't match up it doesn't make sense i'm a big boy uh i'm willing to hear the the truth but i i'm willing to hear all sides tell me teach me learn me but uh some of the stuff isn't working right but jonathan not meant to throw you on the bus i know you've been busy you've been super busy uh do you have any news for tonight yeah, I was uh, I grab, I got some stuff. Okay. Some stuff. Um. So February nineteenth is uh President's Day. Um, a lot of people, government, state workers, they'll uh, they'll have the day off. Most most of us won't, but they will. Um, <laughs> and that was kind of the intention when President's Day was moved in nineteen seventy one to the third Monday of the month. Mm-hmm. Uh. The intention was to create more three-day weekends for the public because it was believed that at that point in the year that the restorative effects of winter would have passed and the hope was that it would regenerate some of the lost stamina in the workforce. 
and create more productivity. Uh, I did not know that, but I don't get it off. So it didn't work. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, couple of interesting facts about presidents that some of them I knew, some of them I didn't. Lincoln was the tallest president ever at six foot four. And James Madison was the shortest president at five foot four. Uh, president Teddy Roosevelt was 42 at the start of his tenure, and that would make him the youngest president to ever take office. February 19th is also the United States Coast Guard Reserve's birthday. Um, June 23rd, 1939, Congress gave the Coast Guard Reserve a legislative mandate to use civilians. It was done to promote safety on the high seas and the nation's navigable waters. It was non-military and was formed by unpaid volunteer citizens who owned yachts or boats. On February 19th and 1941, Congress amended the 1939 Act by passing the Auxiliary and Reserve Act of 1941. It would designate the Reserve as a military branch with the civilians forming the Auxiliary. It would later become the Coast Guard Reserve and its founding day is listed as February 19th. In 1994, downsizing would lead to the Coast Guard Reserve, stopping the operations of all of its of its all reserve units, except for port security units. Today, there are only 7,724 members in the Coast Guard Reserve. And that was all I was able to get on news. But um, today is also a very special day. Because February 18th, 1996 was uh, the day that that the person who uh, brought me out of a pretty dark place in life was born. So, happy birthday, Jess. It's been 11 wonderful years for me and not so wonderful years for her. But <laughs> oh, today, beer, beer, beer. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday <laughs> I got one more. One more. All right. February 22nd, George Washington's birthday. Yes. Yes. That's another, and that's actually part of the, the, the transition of President's, Day, of President's Day. It was initially observed on George Washington's birthday. Yes. And then uh, after... After Lincoln uh, had done all the wonderful things that Lincoln did as president, his birthday was February 12th, and they kind of wanted to make President's Day to honor both of them. And then it just eventually would become President's Day for all the presidents. We are a country of growth. It goes back to Mr. Millow, and uh, even he says, let's go in his show, and we changed our stuff to let's grow because – it's important, and we don't call PTSD PTSD anymore. We call it PTSG, post-traumatic growth. Uh, we understand that it exists, but we want to also spin it to the positive side of, of let's let's get bigger and better and learn through what we do. Uh, Vampire Hunter, that was the darkness. Gosh, I was, I was hoping that wouldn't come up, but Jeremy Daniels did uh, get that. He was very known, well-known for Man was handy with an axe. Right, right, right. <laughs> Happy birthday, Anna Penny, if she's listening. 
Happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday. Shoot, I got a cute picture with her. I should have I yeah. had that ready. I'll have it ready for tomorrow. <laughs> Mr. Chamberlain, what have you been up to, brother? Uh, not much. Just trying to keep from getting COVID and getting sick and, and just uh, just running, playing music and doing about everything that I can, staying busy. About um, it. Are you getting out to play much? Say what? Are you getting out to play much? Yeah, I am. I, I just started playing again. I've been playing some local casinos around here and BFWs and all, all the fun places. So, um, Tell us about your... Um, you did it a little bit in the early monologue, uh, but tell us about your service, what you got done, where you were, because you, you were both in the military and yeah. worked in law enforcement, correct? Yeah, yeah. So, so at the young age of 17, 16... I dropped out of high school and um, I got emancipated as an adult and I decided I wanted to go into military. And um, so the day that I turned uh, February 17th, uh, back in 1986, uh, they sent me off to basic training. I, I was there by the, I think on the 22nd of that month, I was in basic training after I turned 17. So I went in through the, the reserve and then uh, after being in the reserve for a while, I went active and went to Germany for two years and did two, two years at uh, Fort Lewis. And I had, you know, six months in Desert Storm. I got some combat experience out there with the 1st Infantry Division. So that's that's about it, man. Not, nothing exciting. Well, don't minimize, brother, the fact that <laughs> you, you did it, you got it, you went out there, you... Um, yeah. We got a Facebook user. I went to, uh, uh, so I was in the first infantry division out there. When I came back, I didn't have much time left in the military. And then, of course, I got out and, and pursued music and law enforcement at the same time. And it all came together. It worked out pretty good. So, um, We've got a new group joining us. I've not seen them before, and I'm learning, and I want to learn more. Uh, the Sunshine Rooms has posted our, our show to their page. And so uh, we'd like wow. to welcome any of those people with the sunshine room and uh, tell us more. And we'd love to hear about what your mission is and what you're doing over there. Um, David, when did you start playing music? Oh, when I was, when I was young, um, I started just sort of, I, I was one of those people that sang everywhere I went when I was a kid. And as I got older, I realized that I had a propensity to gravitate toward music. And a uh, buddy of mine uh, come home from school one day. I think I was in seventh grade. I was a football player and stuff. And it's sort of nerdy to be in a band. But he played the trumpet. And I took to that like nothing. You know, it was just like a duck to water. And I, I knew that I was on to something there. So I played trumpet up until the time that I got out, you know, dropped out of high school. But uh, yeah, so I started there. And then uh, when I was in Army, uh, what actually got me into singing was I was in the shower singing. And my sergeant thought I had radio on in the shower because I was like doing some Elvis, you know. And uh, he came in there and he said, hey, Chamberlain, you got to turn that radio off. Sergeant, I don't have a radio on. And after that, I was his best friend. He took me down to Nuremberg and we went to a couple of uh, live bands and popped up on stage there and 
I did pretty good and it got into my blood from that point on. So 1987, 88 or so is when I really, really got, got into it. When I realized that that's, that's something I wanted to do. I don't know if we were supposed to have any visuals as you were talking through your, your drill instructor coming in in the shower while you're singing. And stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. He just poked oh. his head in there, but you know, look, it's, it's, <laughs> everything happens for a reason, right? I never in a million years would have thought that I'd been writing, even writing a song, you know, and, and or, you know, getting up and performing and doing all the stuff. I mean, I've been doing it now for over 30 something years, 35, I'm 55 now. And maybe it's even longer than that. So it's done me well. And I, I, I did well for myself and my family and, you know, along with uh, um, the law enforcement and all that stuff, it, you know, it, it worked out. I got to do everything I wanted to do, in my opinion. Good. But the, the biggest thing I wanted to do, Mark, you guys, when I was a kid, all I wanted to be was a cop. You know, I was like, I was that kid glued to the screen when one Adam 12 come on. Those are my heroes. Right. And uh, so I got to do all that. And I feel pretty, pretty daggone accomplished for a high school dropout. But you know, I went on, I went to college and stuff, but, you know. It, it, it's been a fun life, but that's how it all started. You got three songs. Yeah. You know which three? Which one do you want to roll with first? I don't know. Um, you want me to introduce it or, or whatever? Yes. Uh, yes. So free, Freedom to Come Free is about, you know, us going to war. And then um, uh, we go to war. We, we experience things that we tend to carry back with us for more. And it changes us all from the inside out forever. You know, these wounds and scars never go away. And so we have wounds and scars you can see and you can't see. And it's about dealing with post-traumatic stress and, and the, the injuries of war. And it's very simplistic and straight to the point. Awesome. That's about it. Freedom don't come free. This is David Chamberlain. Freedom don't come free. All right. I'm a soldier I bought in World War II I'm a veteran I did it for me and you yeah, I've got wounds and scars Not anyone can see It's just a reminder Soldier, I'm on being I'm a veteran, I'm proud of who I am. Yeah, I've got wounds and scars, anyone can see. It's just a reminder. Freedom and the 
soldier in a land overseas. I wrecked Afghanistan, my brothers won't die for me. That's David Chamberlain. Freedom don't come free. Fitting. Fitting. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, you know, I'd like to say one other thing about that song is part my experience and part, you know, seeing other people go through this stuff. It's not just, can you hear me? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... So part of it's my experience when I originally wrote it, I go, thank you, brother. Um, um, so, so the memories, like they always, they're going to stick with you, right? When I started writing this song, you know, so what, what am I going to do? You know, this, this is about, you know, scars of the veterans and, and the wounds that you get over there, you know, people get shot and, and blown up and there's nerve gas there's chemical exposure and all this thing all this stuff is just thrown into this idea of the wounds and scars that you can see and you can't and then also of course post-traumatic stress disorder so where did i start so post-traumatic stress disorder doesn't always happen right away it does but it sneaks up on you in my opinion that's the way it did with me because I functioned as a police officer for a long time. But, you know, those loud booms, those noises, people sneaking up behind you and stuff, and you start noticing this thing. And it's like, you know, here I am. I'm not even that big of a, you know, I'm just a regular soldier. And I go to war, and you hear a few bombs blowing up around you and, you know, this stuff. It was sort of a big deal. But but still, it traumatizes you, and, and these things never go away. So that's what the song's about. Um, when I was over there, First um, Infantry Division, Fifth Field Artillery, Ground Zero. Y'all remember that? It was like in January, right? Or February? It's February. Was it February? I can't remember. Time stands still over there. So we were on the ground invasion to go in. I volunteered to go in on an advanced party, and my advanced party got stuck on a, a damn minefield. Okay, <laughs> We had to wait for tanks to come get us out, keep us from being blown up. But 
when we got back to our unit, they were already set up to do a fire mission on the Republican Guard. And I'm telling you, it's the most amazing feeling in the world. You guys are all veterans, y'all know. You look east, west, north, south, and all you see is nothing but United States military, the Brits, and the whole world going after this one target. It's the most amazing thing. And when they said fire mission, it was like nothing you ever seen before in your life. And, and uh, the devastation that we put on them was incredible because we drove through it. And, you know, there's bodies and all that stuff everywhere. And one thing we did do is we occupied an area right after we, after, after that was done, we moved, we, we did a jump forward and uh, we were all on guard duty, you know, alternating guard duty and stuff is like four hour shifts. Right. And so in the middle of the night, I'm going somewhere with this. Believe me, I ramble. I know I do, but I'm not good at telling stories. It's all over the place, but just stick with me. So, so, uh, so I'm on guard duty and my chemical alarm goes off and, you know, I'm, I'm exhausted. We've been for days without sleep, you know, and, and here we are, I'm trying to stay awake. You know, there's dogs barking, there's all this stuff, the, the smokes blocked out all the moon, moon and the stars in the sky, you know, from the oil fires and stuff. And here the chemical alarm go off. So our protocol was called Sergeant of Guard, ring up your little TA-312 and, and called switchboard and they get the Sergeant of Guard. And my orders were, just go reset it. I think, if I remember right, there's a button or something, you reset the alarm. So I came back, went off again, and then they told me to just take the BA-30s out of it and, and disassemble it. What had happened at that time, I got exposed to nerve gas. And at the time, we didn't know it was nerve gas. And so we've been taking these pyrostigmine bromide pills. They're non-FDA approved. And, and I'm glad that we did because it probably is what saved my life. But I've never been so sick in my life. And by the time I got off that guard duty, by the time I got off, I, I had stomach cramps. My eyes were, I couldn't see, I couldn't focus. And I had the worst migraine headache that you could ever imagine. And so... You know, I had night vision goggles when I got relieved that we just passed them off because we were sort of poor unit, you know, stepchild out there. We had one night vision goggle for the whole platoon, you know. So they passed off those night vision goggles. I stumbled back to the tent and I was very dazed and confused. And uh, anyway, that's that was my story. I ended up going to the Port of John Latrine. I passed out and the first sergeant and the uh, battery commander got me and took me to the medic's tent where I was unconscious for like a couple of days. And I don't remember a lot of things after that, uh, after that point, uh, what happened after there. And, and, uh, so it's like somebody took and erased all my memories from that time forward for a while. So, yeah, man. So that's, that's what I'm talking about in that song, I guess too. So, yeah, there's absolutely that's my experience, man. I, I'm not a, superhero but i went through some crap over there and yeah. so you you spend a lot of time minimizing and I, it's not it's not a it, not coming at you but you you've yeah. been there and you've done stuff that the men and women of this country didn't have to go and be part of i mean the reality right. is you're taking on these gases so the others don't have to or never will have to experience that. Yeah. People need to realize that. People well, thank you, Mark. 
Yeah. They get to lay, here we go, I get to do it. They get to lay their big fat heads on the pillows of freedom every single day, not worrying who's kicking in their back door because we have fine young men and women who sometimes make mistakes but are are signing up and putting their life in in your harm's way. And, yeah. and I just don't there where's but, the thanks? The thanks needs to come more than just a a 10% discount at Lowe's. I, I mean, I'm sorry. That's it, it has to be more than that. Um, it has to be more than we'll remember you on Memorial Day. It has to be more than that. Right. Um, you have to be <laughs> what are you grateful for? In that you <laughs> walk and open your door and walk in and out of your door of your house in right. your space. And right. no one tells you what to do in that space. How grateful are you? If someone came and took it away from you today, whose fault would it be? It ain't the men and women who who served. It ain't their fault. Oh. Yeah, man. You know, it's just uh, it's the way it is. It's destiny, man. That's the way I look at it. Like, uh, it's just what we were all meant to do something and we stood up for what we believed in and we all joined voluntarily and went in and circumstances led us to that point in life, that point in location. Yeah. And uh, we did what we had to do and very fortunate to make it home. I didn't think I was, I, I didn't even realize how bad I was off, off I was, but it was pretty bad. Um, but I made it home and, and like I told her before, I said, you know, Military is not going to be the defining thing that, that made me as a person, but it did help shape me into who I am. Does that make sense? It absolutely so. does. Gabriel Rand, who's part of uh, Trinity Productions, who's a, a film guy out of Nashville, he wants to know where you're from, David. Oklahoma. Oklahoma City right now. That's where I live. And so, so, uh, but anyway, you know, we, we, uh, you know, just keep going. I've, I've always had like this thing about public service. I don't know what it was. I told you it started with one Adam 12, right? One Adam 12. <laughs> My favorite show of all time when I was a kid, man. I just loved it. And any kind of cop show, it didn't matter, you know, and, but it's just destiny. I think God puts us all here for a reason. We all, we all know what we want to do in life. You just got to do it. You can't sit on the couch and expect it to come to you. You know, right. you just got to do it. If you want to be a soldier, go join army, go, go in and, and serve, do it. Don't wait, go do it. You want to be a, you want to be a cop, go to college, go get you a degree and become a cop. It's not hard. If I can do it, anybody can do it. I'm just saying it's a fun job too, by the way, it's not as fun anymore, but, it was, it was one of the best points of my life, but you know, we all keep moving music. I don't even know how I would get along without music. Music saved me many times, you know, being able to pick up a guitar and play music and sing to yourself. It's, it's, it's wonderful, you know, but, uh, write songs can't ask for a better. I can't ask for a better life. I'm very grateful. I do have a little bit of post-traumatic stress. I have a lot of post-traumatic stress, but I deal with it, man. It's just the way it is. You know, those memories, we're never going to get rid of the memories, right? 
like the smoking bodies and the and the burn up bodies all over the place, as they call crispy critters laying all over the desert, stinking the high heaven. You're never going to forget that those images. To me at the time, it was it like real traumatizing. To me, I was so tired. I you know, it, it just it, it it was just okay. Well, mission accomplished. We're going to keep moving. We don't have to worry about them shooting at us anymore. You know, so just keep moving and i don't know i don't know where i'm going with this but you can jump in anytime man you're good brother <laughs> i have a question oh, i don't know i can ramble I, i'm a rambler man you heard rambling man that's me well <laughs> you, uh, you mentioned at the beginning it was uh and i'm sorry i've been kind of out all week uh dealing with other things but um you mentioned at the beginning that it was ground zero, the beginning of, of the war. Yeah. It was, it was uh, said January, February. I'm assuming you were talking about war um, in Iraq. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Desert Storm. So it went from Desert Shield to Desert Storm, I believe, at that point. I don't know. I, I was out in the desert. I don't know exactly all the – I didn't even know where I was at until after I come home because we were moving all the time. But yeah, that was Desert Storm. And we're right on the, you know, where the berms were um, for Iran, Iraq and Saudi Arabia. They had these berms and uh, they were man-made berms and they're supposed to keep the United States military out of their country from coming in. And so what we did for days is we blew hose. They did point fire missions straight into the berms with the uh, howitzers. And they were just those 155s were blowing holes in, in there so that we could drive through them. And eventually we got through there and just right on the other side was the enemy. Just right on the other side of that berm. And they were all dead. And you could have walked you could have walked up that berm. <laughs> you could have probably. But you know, of course, we had those minefields in the vicinity too. So I I don't know. We we got misled into a minefield. It, which was the biggest, the biggest thing for me that scared, scared me half to death because I was just a commo guy and I was running wire to different points on that field. I'm lucky I didn't get blown up. And they, when I came back to my Humvee to get some more stuff or something, there's a like, Chamberlain, don't, don't go out there again because, you know, we're in a minefield and, and, uh, uh it, it was a, it was a, uh, an eye-opening experience, to say the least. I was very lucky. Somebody was watching over me. So, yeah. S similar experiences in a different war, man. Very similar. Really? Well, thank you for your service, too, brother. It, you, you, you probably have way more stories than I got. And I mean, it's amazing how one one experience can can relate to another, but they're never going to be exactly the same. You know, and, and it's so I, I don't sit there and, and and cry about an experience that I had or whatever. I, I just thank God that I made it through and, and I thank him for the experience. And hopefully it was enough to build good character inside myself to be able to love people more and appreciate the, the smaller things or the finer things in life. You know, the you know, like water and electricity. Right. <laughs> I remember when I came back. I was like, a uh, hot bath. Wow. This is awesome. Check out a canteen. From a water buffalo. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we didn't even have that. We was 
we had uh, canteens and 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 honestly, we didn't take bath for over a month. Maybe even a, a, is nasty. We can oh, yeah. smell ourselves pretty pretty well <laughs> because we had our chemical suits on too. That played a factor in that not being able to take a bath because we had chemical suits on the whole time. We're mop was it mop level two with just the top and the bottom on and the and and no mask on the side. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember, but. Yeah, but yeah, we, I got to know that chemical suit very well. <laughs> but pretty, we, miserable, pretty miserable in 120 degree heat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. You know, another thing that comes to mind. If you don't hear it, I don't know. I mean, we're just talking, oh, right? Really? So when when I when we landed in Saudi Arabia at King Fight Air Force Base, first time I ever got to see a stealth fighter. That was pretty cool. But we, so we landed. And as soon as we landed, the sirens went off and had a scud missile attack. I mean, right after I got there. And so, so they pull us off the plane, put us down in a tarmac and mop level four and keep us there. And we just got into country. So we hadn't had any time to, I come from Fort Lewis, right? That's big difference. And, and I swear to God, I thought I was going to die out there in 120 something degrees, probably hotter than that because we're on a tarmac. And they kept us out there for hours until they got cleared. At Cobar Towers, we stayed there as an out-processing station. We had more Scud missile attacks there than, you know, I, I could even count. And I was just there for like three days. But every day, these things were coming in. They'd sound the sirens and announce over the uh, intercom, you know, Scud alert. And we have to get mop level four. But let me tell you something. After, I think it was... After I left, or maybe it was after the war, uh, you can you can Google this. Cobar Towers got hit with Scud missile and it killed a bunch of our soldiers. Y'all remember that, or do you know anything about that? That same place I was staying, it got hit. So, like I said, I was very fortunate. You, got, you know, you can't minimalize what uh, <laughs> what could happen at any time during war. You might think you're safe, but reality of it is is when you got bombs going off over you nobody's safe yeah so yeah and yeah there's a whole line of conversation we get into there oh um, yeah yeah man and that's just my experience but uh, how about you tell us about your experience you said you had a similar experience uh Similar in the fact that you know we had to we we had the berms, but I was on the uh, I was on the the Kuwait side of things, but we had to bulldoze through the berms to to cross okay. on the on the day of, and uh, there was there was people right on the other side, just like you said. Yeah, um, man, they were there. <laughs> the bulldozers went through, and the tanks went through, and you know, yeah, pandemonium they ensued. <laughs> yeah, and and they're the crispy critters, all, all those guys. I hate saying that, but you know, I think the guilty feeling for me is, you know, we call them crispy critters, and we sort of made fun of them and stuff. But they have wives and daughters and families just like we do. And it makes you wonder why is war so necessary all the time? It's some, some sometimes it is necessary to have war, but it's us that's fighting the war. It's just the uh, it's us. We're we're fighting the war, not the not the politicians and all those other guys. I don't want to sound cliche, 
or, or stupid or anything, but, but I mean, doesn't seem right. You're out there killing somebody you don't even know and they want to kill you, you know, and it, yeah, it's mind blowing. If you sit and think about it for a while, like why, why, why does it have to come down to this? But yeah. this does, it's, we're a violent race of people. <laughs> the, uh, the world is, you know, and but, another, like you, you talk about war nowadays, you know, killing people you don't know or going to war against people you don't know, whatever the case. And I always like, I always go back to, you know, in the, in the, the early times of war when America was becoming a country and even during the, the civil war and things like that, there were, there were literal families fighting on opposite sides of that. And yeah. each other, at the, you know what I mean? Like we, we have gone through some really, really, really crazy times. And yeah. uh, I, Mark says it a lot of times. And I really think that it, it, it bears true. And it's, it's important to remember is that we are where we are in history as a country. And we've gotten here in a relatively short amount of time mm -hmm. considering, considering how long the rest of the world has been doing this before us. And, uh, we, I think, I think we're, we're going to go through some growing pains and it's just, it is what it is. Uh, but yeah. I think, I think we've, we've been through some, some very terrible times in this country. So yeah, so we'll find I think a way to, to push through and see the better side of it again. Right. I, I think that, yeah, when you're talking about growing pains, I think that we've been torn down. We've been torn down. Everything that we had built up all this time has been torn down over the last three years. And, and it started before that, but it's been torn down by letting illegal immigrants into our country, just walk into our country and I'm telling you, I, I promise you, and it's not because I know, I just know in my heart, something bad is going to happen out of that. And it's nobody else's fault, but you know who. I'm not going to go there with politics, but it could be stopped at any time. And why are they doing that? Why are they doing that to our country? Why? Because they want to save a whole bunch. They want to save a whole bunch of people. They want to save a whole bunch of people from their government. When we got people here, we got veterans that are starving out on the street. They can't even get a meal, but yet they're letting these people get in. They're giving them a bunch of cash. They're giving them phones. They're giving them shelter, food, shelter. They're more worried about them than our own people that were born here that had the legal right to have, you know, have that aid. But they're giving it to other people. Yeah, I even heard that the VA now is treating illegal uh, immigrants. Our, our money that we, you know, it's supposed to go toward us veterans is now going toward illegal immigrants. But that's just one example. The other example is, is the the political embarrassment that we've been going through for the last couple of years. We got you know, just total incompetency. And I, I hate that because I, I've always been a patriot. I love my country. I love it. I, I never talk bad about a president. I have respect for the presidency. But at some point, we got to get somebody that's going to lead us to greatness and not 
the other opposite direction because we're going backwards. We're not going forwards. We're going backwards. We've been set back, you know, probably 10, 20 years. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I couldn't estimate a good number, but we've been set back quite a way, quite a way. It's going to take a while to get over this. But yeah, growth pains, they're coming. And I'm, I'm worried that they've let, that they've let terrorists in to our country. And, and I'm worried about that too, but we'll see. We might end up, uh, you know, getting away with it. I don't know, but we'll see. Well, there's definitely a possibility of that. And I hope and pray that you're wrong and that our, our, our children don't have to live with our sons. Oh yeah. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Be diligent in educating ourselves. And uh, that's the problem that I, you know, they're not even allowing us as, as educators to do our jobs in that manner either anymore. And it just, how do we fix how do you fix if if we create and segregate in the fact that okay you have this political ideology you have this political ideology well then you're creating the problem all over again and it's it's those who have and those who don't have and it's those that are get funded and those that don't get funded and it's it is just a it's this vicious circle that we've created for ourselves right um, Again, we talk about the growth. Let's focus on the growth. Let's focus on the positives. Let's let's do what's best for everyone, not just you know minority groups, whatever minority group that is. Right. Uh, everyone should be taking on part of the load. The, the, back to your song, "Freedom Don't Come Free." Um, your 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 livelihood, what you have. It doesn't come free. You don't buy a car and don't maintain it. You, you buy a car and you invest in the maintenance to keep that car running as long as possible. If you don't, and there are people that do this, if you don't maintain that vehicle correctly, then it breaks down and it doesn't work for you any longer. Right. Some people have got the resources to move on. A lot of us don't have the resources to move on. So we have to take care of the stuff that we invest in and in, in ourselves. And so. Right David, what are, you, what are you working yeah. on right now in your personal life? What are you getting done? Are you pushing your music career forward? Or are you? Yeah, man, I'm just getting back into it because I, I got real sick. Well, I think last interview, I was about to have surgery or had surgery. I had a real bad stomach issue that I had to get uh, taken care of. So it's taken me a couple of years to get back on track. I'm just booking shows here and there, just doing special events. I've been working with... Uh, some other organizations and stuff and, and uh, doing local shows. That's, that's about it. You know, just taking whatever I can get. Are there any organizations you want to give a shout out to? Well, you know, uh, you, you mentioned Brian, you know, uh, Brian Paul, right? Yeah. He's a good friend of mine. You give a shout out to him and his organization. This veterans for, was it uh, veterans for life? I believe. It's the name of his organization. Give a yep. shout out to them. He's doing a real good job with them. He helps uh, veterans with uh, post-traumatic stress. He's got a few calls for me. That's for sure. He's always there for me whenever I need him. So. Love Brian Paul. Love Derek Aosio down there and Catch-22 as well. Uh, have a great week, Mr. Aosio. What the... <clears throat> 
What song you want to roll with now, brother? Yeah, that song that I wrote. Uh, I I got a call from a doctor, uh, uh, a, a veterinarian in Mustang, Oklahoma. His name's Terry Wood, Doctor Terry Wood, the nicest guy in the world. And he he uh, called me and he said he said David, you're a songwriter, and I, and I got these. I got these, uh, this poem and I needed to, you know, be turned into a song. Well, it wasn't much of a song, but I took different parts of his poem and then added stuff here and there. And, and I came up with a song and then I came in contact with Dean Miller, Roger Miller's son in Nashville. And he said, send it to him. And next thing you know, we got this <laughs> wonderful song. So I was very fortunate to be a part of that, that deal being a, songwriter on this song but so the the whole story is about therapeutic writing and there's a horse named cc and and uh, uh he's the horse that the you know he, he was let, let me let me back up this horse was about to be put down and so they didn't have any other uses for him so they just brought him out and put him in this arena with these kids and he was so good with the kids they made him you know um a therapeutic riding horse and he helped out a lot of kids. And you'll see in this video, there's a little a child, God bless her soul. She she passed away, but uh, she's on the horse and she's got her hands up in the air and I'm walking next to her. And uh, she passed away like uh, that next year, but she was, they were seeing a lot of improvement from her using that therapeutic uh, riding, that, that riding therapy from riding a horse and feeling that energy come off that horse really helped her quite a bit. But uh, yeah, that's what the song is about. It's called Walk On CC. And that's the command, uh, walk on. Whenever they want him to start walking and doing his job, you say, walk on CC. This is David Chamberlain with Walk cool On horse. <laughs> If a job's not soon found, what's a horse to do? He's all broken down. Walk on, walk on, be strong for the kids. Walk on, he teach them how to ride, he teach them how to ride. Get on the street to hold on, walk on. Walk on There's kids that are hurting In a battle of all their own They have a hard time adjusting It's no fault of their own They need to learn, they need to grow It's match that's heaven made So what if they're not perfect? God made them that way Walk on Walk on, be strong for the kids and walk on. You teach them how to rhyme, you teach them how to thrive, you give them the strength to hold on. Walk on, 
sides So climb up on his back And ride and ride and ride Walk on, walk on Be strong for the kids And walk on You teach them how to ride You teach them how to thrive You give them the strength to hold on Walk on, see, see Chamberlain and walk on CC. I love your narr- your narrative. I love how you set these songs up. I love how I love the passion of your story and what you've been through and in life. And and here you're given the story. And again, you you highlight a this horse and b this young girl that's in there. And uh, you've been through a lot, brother. And you're you're willing to tell the story of others. And I just that's just a that shows the kind of character of, of a human that you are. And I appreciate Thank you. Thank you, brother. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. They you can remember to. CC was on his way to the glue factory and those kids saved him too. So it's a Absolutely. You know, two way deal. It's, it's a reciprocal uh, relationship there. I believe I could put it that way. That's no, pretty no, cool. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, so what's next for David Chamberlain? I don't know, man. Just sort of living, living day to day. You know, I'm raising my two little girls and I get them every other weekend. We get to go hang out and we watch a lot of movies and go go play. I like taking them camping and stuff in the summertime, go fishing and do stuff like that. Sort of take it easy. But uh, music's the only thing I got going. I do sell real estate too, but um, but music is the main thing that I'm 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 into right now. So it, it's just uh, going out and playing shows, being heard and seen and having fun. You know, it's just no better feeling than jumping on stage and uh, singing in front of a whole bunch of people and, and them actually enjoying it, getting out on the dance floor and, and, and they're dancing to your music. And that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. That, that's what's up for me. I, I'm just living day by day, man. What's something you want to get done here in the near future? I don't know. I, I mean, what else is there to do? <laughs> I, I'm serious. I've, I think I've done it all, you know, like everything on my list that I wanted to do. I don't, I don't see a whole bunch. I mean, I'd like to, uh, seriously, I'd like to probably get the studio and make another record eventually before I get too old. I want to get back in there and make one more good record. And uh, just put a punctuation mark on what I've done for the last uh, the last thirty something years. I know I got one in there that could do pretty well, probably. But I, you know, you just got to get the studio and do it and see what happens. We looked today, and we have 
How many did I say? Did I say 13 of your songs that we play on our radio? Oh, oh really? Okay. So we have a station called WeP3 Radio, and it's on Live 65. It's um, Michael Madsen was in here earlier. It's with Foxhole Internet Radio. And he um, he's going to be working like mad. We just had a meeting the other day. We'll be working like mad to make sure all 13 are on there. And anything new that you've got, we can put in there. Um, okay. Anyone who's watching, we have some musicians watching as well. If you've got new stuff, send it to Jonathan. I'm going to say to Jonathan, <laughs> we have a plan or send, just send him a note and he'll get you um, set up on the way to get those in the folders for us. And we'll, here you go. He's going to give you his email. Yes. And him a holler and uh, let's see. We've, we're going to get this rolling. It's going to be in a, the, Biggest and only at this moment, um, all veteran and first responder musician radio station. So sounds exciting. Such amazing talent out there. Uh, Scotty Frazier's been on here tonight. Uh, Shannon Book was on here. Scotty Hastings was on here tonight. Uh, you should check out his new stuff. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, and so, uh, again, I'll get you that information, David, for those guys. But uh, all musicians that are getting it done, who should be on a regular turn, to be honest with you? Because we've had no one complain about the music that we put on our show. And we only, <laughs> Good deal. we only get to do it because of these amazing artists that come. And, you know, the hard work that we put forward and making sure we go get and find this amazing talent and uh I've had so many awesome conversations with David behind the scenes. We'd like to do more. We'd like to get you out there playing more, um, but we'll uh, we'll keep rolling. We'll keep doing what we do, and uh, we'll make it all work. We'll make uh, it happen. You're gonna do this anytime you'll need me. I'll be there yeah, for he's, you. He's, he's having. He's, I, let's not lie. He just invited us down to an event in April. I hope we're able to to make that work and. Uh, uh, he's going to play an event down there. Hey, Scotty, can we bring uh, David with us? Let's ask that question. Let's put that in. <laughs> go play in Texas? Just make stuff happen. That's what you do. All right. Scotty will get back to us. He'll, he'll, he'll let us know. He said yes. So um, we maybe we start right. that conversation and get the uh, people taken care of. And um, Last time we were with Scotty was last November, early November. Right. Veterans Day. And uh, what? Veterans Day. Vet yep. What? And uh, <laughs> got to hang out with John Swatts, got to hang out with BJ Leggett, got to hang out with you know, the names just keep going and going and going. And I know I'm leaving out a musician, and I, I'm sure Scotty will remind me here real quick. Uh, the sky is the John Swatts. Whatever. What you ever tried to say there, um, I know you try to say limit, but uh, I won't make fun of you because you're a Marine, Scotty. Um, it just got a space in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron Owen. Owen. Aaron Owen. Aaron Curtis Owen. Yes. I knew I was missing that one. So great people, great mission, great things happening down there. Sky's the limit. The Marine turns it around and, and, and wrote it all right. So... Okay, for some of you that are watching and listening, I just got to throw this out there. Uh, I think I have this naughty puppy. He joins me sometimes. 
Oh my gosh, Scotty, this for uh he wants to join the Marines. He showed me to my deuce, my dog. He wants to join the Marines. Yeah, he's eating some crayons this yeah, afternoon. He's eating some crayons. <laughs> <laughs> <Super fine. laughs> he's halfway there. He's a tough, badass dog. Oh, I think Scotty was choking on a crayon while he was writing. That's fine. What a blessing. What a blessing. Um, I think because this is our show, we get to do what we want to, when we want to, how we want to. I think we're going to save Don't Let the, the Old Man In for post-show. Yeah. No, it can just be us. And just yeah, that's like, cool. Oh, yeah. We can do that. And we'd like to maybe, oh, so much stuff. We'll work on it. We'll work on it. Yeah. Uh, so the last song we have set up for you, brother, is, and I'm Oklahoma <laughs> Sooner. Oklahoma Sooner. Yeah, it's a good song. It's about a musician that goes to Nashville, and while he's in Nashville, his wife leaves him, and he says, I should have been in Oklahoma sooner. Mm. It goes over really well in Norman. I play in Norman a lot. I play at Toby Keith's place. In fact, I'll be playing there, um, and I think it's the month after next. But uh, they love it up there. Oklahoma sooner. Anything was sooner, and it goes over well in Norman, Oklahoma. I was going to ask if that was popular. Yeah. Well, yeah words we'll be on the right. big stage out there. So. Everything is up college football. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mr. What, what, what do you say? He's a little purple and yellow guy down here in the corner. Said everything he said college football. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, it's not your fault. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good, man. Oh, that's funny. Hopefully, they'll be better this year. They'll do better. Hopefully. OU. I'm a big OU fan. Are you guys not OU fans? We don't care. No. Uh, I love my center. Boomer. We, we got the vicious fighting gophers up here that, you know, destroy the Huskers and, and beat the Huskers. And did yeah, I yeah. mention that they beat the Huskers? I don't know. That's oh, weird. boy. <laughs> there was one time this year. It's all so good. David Chamberlain with Oklahoma Sooner. Just had to go to Nashville Wanted a world to hear my songs She said I'll be waiting With my radio on I said I'll come back for you When I finally had it made Got back to Tulsa. It was a little too late. Should have been in Oklahoma sooner. I guess I stayed away too long. Cause I'd have known that I would lose her. I'd been in Oklahoma sooner.
who's feeling kind of lonely. So I grab my old guitar and I wrote this song for you. Wherever you are, and when the DJ plays it, I hope you're listening. Just wanted you to know that I should have been in Oklahoma sooner. Stayed away too long. If I'd have known that I wouldn't lose her, I'd been in Oklahoma sooner. If I'd have known that I wouldn't lose her, I'd been in Oklahoma sooner. The boomer. <laughs> that sounds real. Say sooner, right? I can't hear yeah. you guys. There you are. <laughs> that is David Chamberlain in Oklahoma sooner. Yeah, thank you. So that first song that we played tonight was a "Freedom Don't Come Free." Yeah, I'm here like singing, and it's like I almost know all the words, you know. And I'm like, man, this is a really good song. Like it's almost like I heard it before. Well, and thank then, you, man. Then I realized that it was on Weepy Three Radio, and I <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't know you guys were spinning it that much. I thought you'd only probably played it once, once or twice. But thank y'all for no. for your support. Great, great. All, all of the songs were great, man. Thank you, thank you very much. I think I got some better ones in me. It's going to take time to get there. We'll find them, dig them out somewhere, and get them out there to y'all. Oh, but, better uh, than I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I, I mean, I really would like to sing live for y'all today, uh, it, and I, I probably you said post show probably will, but uh, I, I want to do that. Don't let the old man in. But you want to do it right now? I'm a little, I'm a little rough. Uh, my voice is a little bit jacked up um, from roll, being sick, roll, huh? If you want to roll, let's roll. I just stuck my foot in my mouth, didn't I? <laughs> Don't let the old man in. I won't leave this alone. Can't leave it up to him. He's knocking on the door. I've known all my life that someday it would end. Get up and go outside. Don't let the old man in. Yeah, many moons I've lived. My body's weathered more. 
Just ask yourself how old you'd be if you didn't know that you were born. Pride and love on your wife. Staying close to your friends. Toast each sun down with mine. Don't let the old man in. Yeah, many moons I've lived. My body's weathered more. Just ask yourself how old you'd be if you didn't know that you were born. When he rides up on his horse, you feel that cold bit of wind. Look out your window and smile. Let me open Yeah, look out your window and smile. Rest in peace, Toby. Don't let the old man in. There you go. Rest in peace, Toby. Yeah. That, uh, in a dark day, is a reminder of all things good. Thank you, David. You're welcome. You're welcome. Hope uh, I did it justice. If that's you, Ruff, I uh, wish I had a rough voice as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, well, I, it's we're there. We're at that space. We're at that time. Um, we do need to do our call to action. I think Jonathan was giving me a hit right there, but uh, my, my brain is a little muddled right now, and that's all good. Um, all of us have a device on us. If you will reach out to six people in your contact list and just type a quick message, hey, I was just thinking about you. Send that to six people. That's, I'd like you to be a little bit more analytical in the fact that I'd like you to reach out to the ones that you think need it. Sometimes that's a process. I always challenge you every week to do one that is the hard ask, the one that you don't want to do, the one that you had a broken conversation, broken, broken relationship. Uh, you, you don't want – I challenge you. I challenge you to be that bigger person and say, hey, I was just thinking about you. And after that, sorry, not sorry. You know what? If it continues to foster a relationship, 
uh, great. If it doesn't, you've done your deal. Uh, and bottom line is at the end of the day, we are putting our actions where our mouth is and we are reaching out to those. Uh, yes, we focus on veterans and first responders, uh, but we live in a space and time in our world now that I think that message is well received by anyone in your contact list. So take the challenge, take the steps, reach out to six people in your, do it by a six pack. It literally takes less than a minute to do all cut and paste six people, get it done. Um, we got some events coming up. We got some stuff coming up. We have, well, Jonathan, do you, you want to go first real quick? My bad. <laughs> so on uh, March 23rd here in uh, <coughs> where I'm from, we have a, an event called shock and off fest. It's a, uh, it's, it's really trying to put people's Patriot project uh, in front of people here in the area. Um, and, get boots on the ground here in the area that that are willing uh, to do the work and uh it's been a success already and the event hasn't even taken place but uh we're gonna have a, a cook-off we're gonna have a cornhole tournament there's gonna be um some vendor booths set up at uh i think the the school we're working with nickel state university setting up a ruck march that leads into the event uh we're gonna have some veteran musicians and some first, uh, possibly some first responder musicians, uh, still waiting to complete the booking on that. But, um, there's going to be a shrimp book decorating contest. Mm -hmm. if you know what that is, if you know, you know, just want to know, but, uh, <laughs> man, it's going to be, it's going to be a good time. And we're going to, uh, we're going to hopefully, like I said, it's already been a success. It doesn't matter what happens at the event, but, um, Met a lot of great people, a lot of great contacts, and getting a lot of getting a lot of things done already. So, um, if you're listening and you want to make it, you can make it. If you're in the local area, you want to sign up for a cook-off, uh, want to set up as a vendor, anything like that, just uh, give me a call or scan that code and reach out. We'll figure it, we'll figure it out for sure. But it'd be nice to see some of y'all there. Mark and Andrea will be here, just so you know. Yeah. Not from the hood, but we're going to be there. <laughs> Not from the neighborhood. That's funny. That's funny, right? Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I see some ticket things coming through. So that's some mm -hmm. vendors have come in and some um, tickets and some volunteers. So that's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited. It's getting Great closer. Fun. Like, like butterfly in the tummy time is what it's what that's where we're at right now, which is oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will let you know we have next week's guests coming. We have Amanda Helm, she's coming with Hooves H O O V E S, which is healing of our veterans equine services. Say equine or equine? Equine, equine. I'll say equine. Um, and then we have Jeremiah Bones, who he was visiting us a couple weeks ago with a different name. But Jeremiah will be here, uh, our new friend from the East, to share his music, which I think us sharing his music that one time 
inspired him to get moving and get stuff produced um, and get rolling with it. He's he's pretty excited. Can't, he's he's full of energy. It, it, earlier in the show, David said something that sometimes sometimes would describe me, and it's uh, when I try to say things, it just comes out in these random thoughts in my head. I know what I'm saying, but you know, you may not. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, just I some things you. I wrote down uh, about tonight's show is live life, love others. Don't be afraid to get started. Thoughts, hopes, planning, they all have their place, but only action will yield progress. Get up, get moving, and don't let the old man in. Oh, yeah. Love it. David, anything in closing? No, man. Thank you. Thank you all for having me today. I, I had a really great time visiting with y'all and, and sharing, getting a lot of stuff off my chest. I feel like I've been in it. <laughs> just a lot of, uh, just it was a lot of fun, man. Thank you very much for having me. So, Miss Eichmann. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming on because we had, I thought it was a very cool conversation. Um, thank you. Yeah, this guy knows a lot of stuff. And so, from technology to, uh, we might have talked a little bit of politics as well. Uh, uh, thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, I just want to thank our guest again. I put that little thank you up earlier. Um, all of those of you who stop in and take a look every every week. Um, and I think we had some new ones again this week. And those who share and those who um, support, thank you. Thank you very much. We, gosh, we have so many cool groups we work with and it's just getting better and better all the time. So thanks to all of you people who there's not a lot of them left, I bet at this point, but um, hopefully they'll watch the end at some point. Check you out tomorrow at 4.30 at the WP3 Weekly Debrief. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for all those all right. who participated. We greatly appreciate you. And uh, we're excited to continue this mission, even when we get a little bit on the, the funky side of stuff. Uh, we'll get it all figured out. Thanks for being here, folks. Patriot Pride.